Hi, welcome to Not Another Marketing Podcast, where I'm talking to Lindsay Edgar, the founder and director of Illuminate Marketing. This week, we're talking blogging strategy, and is the traditional blog dead? Thanks for downloading. Is traditional blogging dead? Now, what I mean by traditional is that kind of weekly churn of having to throw something up on the company blog just because, right? Has blogging become much more? Should we treat it more seriously? This week's chat is crammed full of amazing strategy ideas from Lindsay Edgar, the founder and director of Illuminate Marketing. Now, we talk video, uh, evergreen content, repurposing content, social media strategy, and a whole lot more. This is a must-listen for all content marketers. Now, now, you can find Lindsay on the Illuminate Marketing website. Don't forget to connect on LinkedIn as well. Find all the links in the show notes. Give them a quick tap. Uh, can I quickly mention that Not Another Marketing Podcast is ad-free? Love it if you could give the pod a shout on social media. Uh, subscribe on your favourite podcast app. You can find more episodes at jtid.co.uk forward slash podcasts. Now, the first thing I asked Lindsay was, if traditional blogging was pretty much dead now? So that's a great question, John. And I wouldn't say that traditional blogging is dead. I think that's a pretty strong word. Mm -hmm. However, I do believe that people are seeking new ways to learn information. And blogging is, is definitely a great way to provide that information. And for me, you know, over the, the course of 10 plus years that I've been in the digital marketing space, we've seen a transition from just written word to now videos, infographics, illustrations, downloadables. And I have utilized these part of a blog and have been very successful doing, doing so. So number one, you know, video, I'm heavily focused on developing educational videos with my clients. Typically, they're one minute, short and sweet. We start with common questions that their customers are asking of them. And I'll utilize those videos and and put them inside a blog to provide further information. And people tend to lean more toward watching the video than, than reading. And then downloadables, Um, this is something where a person could download it and save it for a later date. Mm -hmm. So white papers, they're a little bit more uh, time consuming, but if if you put the time into them there, they're definitely great to provide that education and value. Uh, Lists as well. I just recently did a downloadable where it lists out common social media content pillars that our agency uses for our clients. And so this is a really great way to visually provide a downloadable for somebody. And then kind of brings me to the last, you know, to back to visually educating somebody infographics. So we are a very visual world. And so explaining a complex topic and I don't want to say dumbing it down, but taking that complex topic and putting it in a way that allows somebody to better understand that concept is another great way to enhance a blog. 
Yeah, so you're kind of thinking of a blog as being some sort of multimedia experience, really, aren't you? Absolutely, yes. Yeah, so we're we're going away from kind of like because when I think of blog, I think of like 1996, mm-hmm. bl- blogging and kind of like teenagers in the basement, you know, <laughs> all the angst and woe being poured out, and 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 I suppose that word blog. Do you think that? blog word is old-fashioned should we get rid of it and call it something else call it a blogger magazine or something (laughs) i don't know if we necessarily should should lose it because blogs still do hold their value when i do look at my clients google analytics i see blogs as one of the most popular pages on the website uh you know so they're they're going to the main page but then i'll see there might be a blog that was written that just really provides a lot of education and value. And that is how they're getting to somebody's page is is through that blog. So I don't necessarily want to say, hey, get rid of it uh, altogether, because I, I see the analytics behind that value. Um, and it's also a really great way to provide information and, you know, quote unquote, sell your company without coming across as selling. I'm a really big believer yeah. in providing value online and blogging is a great way of doing so. Um, but, you know, as I said before, certainly enhancing our blogs by adding video, downloadables sure. and infographics. That's a really great way to further enhance what you're providing. How do you kind of direct people from the blog page because if they search for something they find the blog page how do you tend to divert people to the lead generation stuff that's a great question so a lot of times within the blog we'll link it to perhaps more other information if there's a topic that they want to learn more about there'll be a link over to another blog Mm. or simply at the end we always have a call to action to learn more or contact and we'll provide a link to the contact page or phone number or email. I suppose also if if you're selling products and services and that the the average product and service you could write an awful lot about it and you couldn't fit that on one sales page because it'd be 10,000 words. (laughs) Yeah it could be be rather lengthy yeah. yeah. So so are we talking can we use the blog I mean, do you use blogs as kind of like um, little little clusters of topics, I suppose? Absolutely. So blogs can come in any form. You can certainly have a, a rather lengthy blog that provides a lot of information. Um, you know, Social Media Examiner is a really great example. Yeah. They have a very active blog that I that I go on, and some are short and sweet that yeah. that provide the value, and then others are very lengthy, but they're they're worth it because they are giving some great content out there. So it's really just a matter of looking at what are you trying to accomplish with this particular piece of content and then providing that value yeah i've seen that blog and and some of those articles are pretty long aren't they but they i don't know i suppose you read them because they're actually offering something useful i suppose correct and i would say you know don't just blog just to say you did it and and yeah. you know knock it off your list it's Blogging is certainly something that provides value for your company, but you also have to do it. You have to write it from the standpoint of your customers. Are you providing something for them that's going to help them and navigate them through their buying journey? What do you think about 
the kind of like the the posts that we feel we ought to put up on our blog, but are probably worthless. Things like we've won an award, and they generally <laughs> nobody really cares. And or Dave has been promoted to senior accountant, and it's like, well, that's good for Dave, but I don't really care. <laughs> How do you yeah. feel about that sort of content? So there's a you know there is a lot of noise out there. There's a lot of content being put out from our friends, our families, and businesses. And so for content like that, I would mm. rather keep it as a social media post right. that you can highlight because people do love to work with others that they know, like, and trust. And so when they see that Dave got a promotion or that we're celebrating an anniversary, it's really nice to see the people behind the company. And we could certainly highlight that on social media. Uh, but perhaps if you wanted to create a blog, you could do a highlight of, you know, Dave, one, you know, happy anniversary to him. And then it links over to maybe a fun, video series of an interview with Dave or or just a Q&A, fun Q&A yeah. with Dave, so then people can really see, you know, who is Dave and what he's all about and the people behind the brand. So yeah. it's definitely an opportunity to do. It's interesting you mentioned social media, putting those types of things on social media, because those kind types of articles and posts, those are a little bit more social, aren't they? They're talking about people. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And and the great thing about social is there's, you know, you have, you could post as many times as you want, uh, as long as you are providing value. So yeah. it, it definitely, the bar is a little bit lower in regards to what to be posting on social versus on your website. So talk me through kind of your process of, of creating a piece of, of blog content of an article for a, a website. What's your process? How do you work? Absolutely. So before we even start any work with a client, we hold an initial strategy session. And this is typically a, a little over an hour long where we really do a deep dive of the company and, and get a clear understanding of their goals, their brand, their voice. Uh, it's very important to lay that groundwork before you even get started. From there, we develop a digital marketing strategy. And in that strategy includes those goals and mission. We develop brand guidelines, content pillars, blog topic ideas, video topic ideas to ensure that those video topics are matching up with the goals they are trying to reach and the market that they're trying to get in front of. Um, once the digital marketing is shown to the client, then we move on to the, the next step on actually creating that content. And this could be a social media post, video, blogs. Um, for the videos, we, we storyboard them out ahead of time and develop all the topics ahead of time and, and then film them. Uh, and then we have a video editing team in place that, that edits those videos. For the blog topics, they're, they're really chosen based on strategy. So it could be a combination of, okay, what target market are you looking to go after? So for example, one of my target markets uh, for a client is they want to go after young mothers. So sure. we're looking up keywords that they're, that they're looking at. Pinterest is a very yeah. popular avenue. So what are some common pins within that target market? And so then we're developing topics around that um, for you know for them it's toddler activities and uh, you know parenting advice and so mm -hmm. developing topics around that and then with social media um, if there's uh, 
very robust concepts that a client wants to educate to a target market, we tend to use visuals quite often, as I mentioned before, infographics and illustrations are a really great way to provide education as well. Yeah, we, we forget about Pinterest, don't we? It's so powerful, but we always forget about it. Why, why do we forget yeah. about it? I don't know why. Yeah. Absolutely. It's a very, it's a great platform that we use, um, you know, for certain clientele. And then the the last step I did forget to mention um, that we certainly do, I would say step four of, you know, initial strategy, developing the strategy, creating the content, but then we review it. We look at the metrics and we want to see, did it work? Um, You know, how many clicks are we getting to? What kind of keywords are people looking up to to get us over to the site? Because that does allow us to be able to grow and, and do better better over time. Uh, You mentioned kind of like learning the client's voice. Um, Do you find when you go to folks that they know their voice? Uh, I wish that they all they all did, but yeah. sometimes sometimes they don't, and that and that can be a struggle. And that's you know part of of hiring us as well is we help them find that voice. So yeah. we we've worked with companies that are you know more developed and they have brand guidelines set and they have very clear you know voice and tone. And then we work with startups that they're still trying to discover that, and we we help with both. Yeah. Do you find the voice and tone is sometimes completely different to the people who are actually running the business? It can be. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. And and sometimes we've discovered, too, that we think we know the voice and tone and then we reach out to the target market and we look at the metrics and we look at what's working and then we might have to pivot a little bit. And and that's OK. That's the beauty of digital marketing is that it does allow you to be able to look at what's working and what's not and and pivot accordingly. What do you tend to do when you find a piece of content that isn't working? Do you rewrite it or do you delete it? Do you, what do you do? Um, Sometimes we'll rewrite it. Sometimes we'll, you know, we'll update it. And then other times we kind of let it be there and let it exist and then move on to, you know, develop new content that hopefully does much better. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, have you found stuff? Because I know I have, and I've, I've I've kind of like written written articles and things, and then like two years later, it suddenly starts generating traffic. Do you find that? Absolutely. Uh, there, you know, it's funny how I'll look at clients' pages, and and fortunate, you know, we're very fortunate to have worked with clients for many years, and so I'll look at their analytics, and I'll see a blog that we had written for them four or five years ago that are that's still bringing a a lot of traffic and so i don't necessarily say delete it unless the information that's provided is obsolete but you never know you know sometimes that content will resurface and and help get people to the to the client's website yeah i mean if you do find a piece of content that's working really really well do do you kind of like avoid messing with it because it's kind of working do you like it's like don't touch it at all yes i have that mentality sometimes absolutely where it's working people are going to it let's not let's not let's not wake the bear yeah 
Yeah. Um, do you always build a social strategy in with each post or, or do you kind of like have an overall social media strategy? So, yes. And, and because our agency is heavily focused on social media marketing, mm. that's really what our bread and butter is. We tend to create the social media strategy first. Right. And then we develop the content around that strategy. But overall, it pretty much goes hand in hand. But really, in order to have fantastic content that that gets people to click and engage, you really have to start with that strategy, lay the foundation and that groundwork, and then start developing the content around that. How are you seeing traffic arriving at general blog posts? Are you seeing a lot more coming from social or do you still see the bulk of it coming from a Google search, for example? I would say it's shifted. So when, you know, I first started, it it was mostly Google. And then we've seen a huge uptick with Facebook. I'm, I'm very, uh, privy on, on LinkedIn. That's a really uh, popular social media platform that we use. So we're seeing a lot of activity over to LinkedIn. Um, for other clients uh, that's more B2C, TikTok has been a, you know, a form of information. In fact, I, read an article recently that people are shifting more toward TikTok for information gathering than Google. So, you know, to learn something, they're actually going towards TikTok and Instagram reels to learn how to do things. So it's certainly something that people need to keep in mind as they build out their strategies that a blog is great, but you know what, if you can teach them through a TikTok video, that might be even better. Yeah, I'm terrified of TikTok because I'd, like, <laughs> I'd go on there and it'd be like your dad's on TikTok. It's like, oh. <laughs> You're not ready to start doing a dance on on, uh, on TikTok yet. <laughs> not yet. I might start a dad dance craze or something like that. It'd be, that could go oh, viral. It could. Yeah, yeah, but but, but do, you, do you see this this short form video social content? Like like you mentioned reels and, and, and uh, I suppose YouTube shorts uh, mm-hmm. and all of that. Do you see this pulling in? traffic to websites absolutely absolutely and and that's actually i it's funny you mentioned short um because the truth is our attention spans are shorter and Mm. our our lives are very busy so the faster we can get to the answer that we need the better and when i create content or do these these videos for our clients i always say let's keep it short and sweet under a minute let's do it under a minute because the truth is if it gets too long uh, people don't tend to watch it so I do recommend trying to do short snippets of information rather than a lengthy five minute ten minute video are you are you kind of like building your blog posts as well with mobile in mind first of all like mobile is how it's going to be read sort of thing Oh, yes, absolutely. More people are coming onto websites through mobile than they are desktop. So if your website is not mobile friendly, that should be your number one priority today is to go get that website, something that's very easy for a person to navigate on their phones. Yeah. So I'm fascinated with all of this. Do you see do you see the the video um, angle of things changing as well? Because we always used to record everything in landscape uh mm. you know widescreen but now it's all portrait vertical video isn't That's it I mean, right. I, mean, I mean i mean i find that really confusing because i find i've i've it really difficult to record that stuff because there's so little so little space so little width how do you get over that 
Yeah, so we tend to do it. It's really we'll create different content to pace depending on where we're posting it. Mm. So, of course, if we're going to be posting on Instagram or TikTok, we're developing special content around that platform that is, you know, more vertical. It's short and sweet. It's 30 seconds or less. Um, It's quick paced. And then. I also heavily focus on LinkedIn marketing where we do keep it horizontal. Uh, it can be up to a minute and it is a little bit more education based. Um, doesn't necessarily have to be, you know, quick actions with music. Um, so it just, cer- it certainly depends on the, the platform that you're placing it on. Um, and, and therefore before you develop, you know, before you film or record, make sure you have that strategy in place. It's okay. Where is this going? Who is it for? And how are we, you know, how are we going to provide that information? Yeah. Because I suppose if you've, if you've recorded something in in normal standard widescreen and you're going to throw it on YouTube shorts or something, it's going to look silly really, isn't it? Yeah. I've seen it done. Um, I wouldn't recommend it if you could record in both ways that that would be certainly better. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, what well, we kind of touched on a little bit, but how often do you kind of like revisit the content? Do, do, do you have like a, I don't know, a little calendar or something that says, go go look at that page or that post in six months time? I or highly, yeah, I, you know, that's a good question. I, I highly suggest making content evergreen, because yeah. if you're going to spend all this time writing the blog, researching it, uploading it to the website, filming videos, um, certainly yeah. it's important to, to take that content, get it on there, and then make it evergreen. And how do I do this? So, for example, uh, one of my clients, we typically do themes every month. So mm. the theme, let's say they're a sales coaching uh, company, and the theme is around sales agility. So we'll do a video talking about sales agility, but then we'll do a post that has a quote that came from the video. Then we'll do a blog that could provide further information around that topic, an infographic to further explain the the sales concept. And then we could look for a newsworthy article around sales agility and then include our opinion on that. So I'm taking one, you know, one video and turning it into a multitude of different types of content, therefore making it evergreen. Um, and then once I go through all of the videos that we've done, and we typically do about two videos a month, next year, I'll certainly, I'm not going to just say, okay, well, those are done and I'm never going to look at them again. Mm-hmm. I'll certainly go back to them and add them into the 2023 strategy in a, in a different light, you know, maybe highlighting it, highlighting it a different way, or even simply in case you missed it, here's a video on sales agility. So, um, I would, I would definitely keep that in mind as you develop your 2023 strategy that just because you made all this content in 2022 doesn't mean it's done. Um, feel free to go back and, and use it again. Yeah. It's great to see kind of like, people taking this seriously like you you put a lot of time and effort into this right a lot of time <laughs> I and effort do. into it yeah. into it and it, it kind of like goes back to the thing that it was all very much throwaway even i don't know even five or ten years ago you know everybody was like oh it's friday it's three o'clock i've got to knock out a quick blog post because we have to do mm-hmm. one every week that's gone and it's it's so good to see people actually treating this as 
proper media now, aren't they? And and one thing I always say is have fun with it. So yeah. when you say that, like it's Friday at three o'clock, I got to churn out a blog. Well, that yeah. doesn't that doesn't sound like a, a good start to a blog. No. Uh, you know, I definitely think make it fun. It doesn't. It could be conversational in nature. Mm-hmm. When you make your articles or your excuse me your videos, they don't necessarily have to be so uptight and serious. Sure. Have some fun because the truth is. As I mentioned before, people love working with people they know, like, and trust. So let your true personality shine through this content. Yeah, yeah. And people buy from people. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm, absolutely. Exactly. Um, Lindsay, it's fascinating. I can chat for ages about this. Um, where can we find you? Website and social media bits. Where are you? So our website is www.illuminatemarketing.com. And this spelling of Illuminate is a little different. So it's E-L-U-M-I-N-A-T-E. Marketing is spelled out. And I um, I definitely a big LinkedIn user. Mm-hmm. So you can certainly find me on LinkedIn where my videos are and a, a lot of the content that I, I spoke of will be found. And um, I'm under Lindsay Edgar. So my first name is also spelled a little differently. It's Lindsay L-Y N-D-S-I, Edgar, E-D-G-A-R. So love for you to connect with me on LinkedIn. Yeah, fantastic. What I'll do is I'll leave a bunch of links in the show notes so folks can just tap on those and go there straight away. Brilliant. Uh, Lindsay, thanks ever so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much, John. I really appreciate it as well. Thanks again to Lindsay for her time. Don't forget to check out the links in the show notes. If you've enjoyed the episode, you can subscribe for more, much more on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, your favourite podcast player. Just search for Not Another Marketing Podcast. Thanks for listening.